Back now for our exclusive, the most explosive book yet from an insider in the Trump White House. It's called Team of Vipers, My 500 Extraordinary Days in the Trump White House. The author, Cliff Sims, takes us inside the Oval Office with the president. He's going to join us after this look at why his account is already making headlines. Lying, scheming, backstabbing, chaotic. Just some of the words Cliff Sims uses to describe his time in the Trump White House. In his new book, Team of Vipers, the president's former communications aide paints the picture of an administration consumed by a culture of ruthlessness. This administration is running like a fine-tuned machine. Led by a commander-in-chief, Sims said, could be impulsive, even reckless, but methodical and patient in a crisis. Sims recounts one day he helped the president, armed with a Sharpie and White House stationery, compile an enemies list. He writes that Trump said we're going to get rid of all the snakes, even the bottom feeders. He also Is writes in detail about former chief of staff John Kelly, claiming Kelly called the job the worst he'd ever had. He writes that Kelly said, people apparently think that I care when they write that I might be fired. If that ever happened, it would be the best day I've had since I walked into this place. And some of Sims' most blistering attacks leveled at senior counselor Kellyanne Conway. He calls her a cartoon villain brought to life, accuses Conway of leaking information to the press and exchanging text messages with reporters that bash members of the administration by name and shared private conversations with the president. And Cliff Sims joins us now. Welcome to GMA. Thanks for Kelly having me. Kellyanne Conway has already responded. She gave a statement to Vanity Fair. She wrote, the real leakers get much more positive press than I do. While it's rare, I prefer to knife people from the front so they can see it coming. Your response? Well, I don't know if there's anything more front-stabbing than putting your name to, uh, to you know, the story that I told there. But ultimately, what I noticed in what Kellyanne said there was there's what's conspicuously missing is a denial. And the fact of the matter is that you could talk to anybody in Washington, D.C., and it's about the worst kept secret in town, really. Uh, so, you know, I wrote the truth about that, wrote the truth about many other things, wrote the truth about myself. George, one of the things I took away from your White House memoir was your willingness to be critical of yourself. And so that's one of the first things that I set out to do in, in my book was tell the truth about me and, and everyone. You do make, you do point out a lot of mistakes you believe you made in the White House. How about your relationship with the president? You know, there's a lot of incoming coming from the White House, and one of the things we're hearing is that the president doesn't have strong memories of working with you, uh, that you weren't part of his inner circle. So what right. was your relationship? What did you do? Yeah, well, the good news is people that buy the book, you'll see an insert in the middle that has just dozens of photographs of us in private settings and in the private dining room and uh, walking down the West Colonnade. You worked in the White House. You know that not a lot of aides have that kind of one-on-one -on -one access to the president. And, and you also know from your experience that uh, they got to say something. They're going to call you a traitor. They're going to call you this. They're going to call you that. Uh, but my relationship with the president, um, you know, one of the most intimate settings for him is when he's recording videos. And so that was kind of where we got to know uh, each other and, and doing his weekly address to the nation uh, and, and being in a lot of these meetings, whether it be, I mean, there's tons of scenes of foreign leader meetings and meetings with congressional members. And, uh, and so one of the most explosive things, I, I think, in the book, and you mentioned your setup piece there, uh, was when it was just he and I and one other person in the private study just off of the Oval making this list of who inside so the White House is, uh, is a problem. And that was him. a pretty scathing scene. You call the book Team of Vipers. How much responsibility does the president bear for that? Well, I, I do think ultimately I've heard it said that every president gets the White House that they deserve. And I do think that some of the way he operates, the creative chaos that he, you know, kind of freewheeling style, his, his penchant for uh, putting two uh, rival staff members in a room and letting them fight it out over an issue does breed some of this competitive aspect that's already a tough place to work. It's a tough working environment. It's highly competitive. You've got a bunch of type A people in there. And you combine that with, with how ideologically diverse 
reverse the White House was. And ultimately, you know, that's a, that could be a good thing. You come to good decisions when people with diverse points of view share their opinion. But ultimately, that only works if when people walk out of that room, they do whatever the decision the president made was. And that's where things seem to break down here. You write in the book, you resigned from the White House. We've heard from several sources in the White House say that's just not true. That you were fired. Right. Here's the here's a scene they talk about. They yeah. say you recorded a briefing you were giving the president on your right. phone, emailed that recording from one of your cell phones to another that was picked up by the Secret Service. They told John Kelly you were fired. Yeah, the whole the whole scene is painted out in the book. It's basically the equivalent of like a video selfie in a little briefing we we're doing before he speaks to a conference of mayors. When I was leaving the White House, I looked on my government phone. It's on my government phone. If you want to hide something, you don't put it on your government phone. Looking through pictures and videos, just things I wanted to save when I left and I emailed it to myself when I resigned and actually I, I thought that they might try to set something up like this and I actually brought this my resignation paper from the White House reason for resignation to pursue another opportunity in the administration here's what Sarah Sanders said when I resigned we hated to see Cliff resign from the White House so you know the fact pattern doesn't match up to that but it doesn't surprise me that they would try to say yeah, they, they like say that. that you said you had you had a job coming up at the State Department they say that job was never offered you never even interviewed for yeah it. yeah I did sat with Mike Pompeo uh, in in the uh, on the seventh floor there of the State Department in his office and uh, he offered me a job as a senior advisor to him and I accepted it and he asked me he said why do you want to move to the State Department because I told him I came to Washington to work for the president not for the government and I said well a couple of reasons one what a time to be in American foreign policy but number two I'm tired of the team of Vipers. You know what? I was a Viper. I was a part of that team. I did a bunch of things that I wish I had done different, but I wanted to get into a place where there was a really strong team environment. You know, most of the time I played sports in college. Tough environment. People usually come together, create this kind of bunker mentality where it's you against everyone else. That just didn't happen in the White House. I thought there may be an opportunity to do that at State. Cliff Sims, thanks very much. The book is called Team of Vipers. It is out tomorrow. You can read an excerpt on our website.